This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic start to your week. You've made it to Tuesday. Congratulations. Monday, the hardest day, is done. Although that said, it's a pretty well-agreed and established thought process amongst my close group of friends, at least, that Tuesday is the worst day of the week. Don't ask me why. Don't question me. It just is. Tuesday is the worst day of the week. It's just the way that it goes. Uh, maybe it's including the fact that Monday is a, was and was a day off for me. Maybe that helps and that influences things. And potentially it's because it's the day that you can go back and gloat about Arsenal, other than the fact that Arsenal had nothing to really gloat about besides the fact that Liverpool and Spurs lost. But I'm not putting across the best argument for this, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I just think that Tuesday is, is a horrible way. You know, you just starting the week, you've got a whole attitude, you know, you're rested, you're recovered on a Monday. Tuesday, Monday's kind of taken it out of you and you still got a whole week to go. So I think Tuesday, rightly, is the worst day of the week. Anyway, we're going off on too much of a tangent. I'm going to get started getting comments going, why do you always take so long to do the start of the show? I'm making it longer for you. Good morning, everybody in the chat box. Jose, good morning to you. Kaiser, Paul, Stephen, Matt G, good morning. Temi, Steve Stone, Olu, Skynet, good morning to you. I'm sure Skynet must be some kind of evil corporation in a video game. It must be. Titus, good morning to you. To Carl, Anthony, Christopher, runs with cows and Lynn. Um, good morning, everybody. That sounded like I'm saying Lynn runs with cows. It's just They are separate accounts, I promise you, but... Uh, it's, just, it's a funny sentence. <laughs> it's a very funny sentence indeed. Good morning, everybody in the chats. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. And check out our brand new prize, which is a very good one. A signed Bukayo Saka 2022-23 Arsenal home shirt. Uh, you can get involved with this prize. 99 tickets available. 
at the moment for 12 hours. You can even get a good price, uh, an early bird 12-hour price. Link in the description, £3.16. It will be going up, of course, after that 12-hour period that has already begun. So there's not 12 hours left. There's only a certain period of time left. So do not miss out on your chance to get involved. This one, I expect, probably will go pretty darn quickly. Uh, so there you go. Make sure that you do get involved indeed. Our first story of the day, Matt Smith scored in the 84th minutes in Arsenal's under-21-2-1. Ironic scoreline, considering the level of players that are playing. 2-1 um, against Leicester. Uh, another goal from Kayon Edwards opened the score before Arsenal were pegged back and Matt Smith had to score a penalty in the 84th minute. Really, another good win for the Arsenal 21s. We will be doing a loan roundup at some point, and, uh, or certainly this week. Another youth update, hopefully, will be also coming during the World Cup period. I thought I'd save that kind of overall look at the youth system when the World Cup does start. Uh, Unai Emery is set to take over as uh, Aston Villa's head coach, making his return to the Premier League after he left in 2019 after Arsenal moved on to Mikel Arteta. Well, it took a little bit of time before ultimately we moved on from uh, from Unai Emery. It took a few weeks, but uh, Unai Emery will return. I do hope he does well. Obviously, I hope he starts taking points off of our rivals. Uh, I think that Arsenal uh, have enough to beat an Unai Emery Villa, but we can get our revenge from Villa Real, where he obviously previously managed, going from one Villa to another, if you like. But yeah, I'm interested to see. I think he's got unfinished business in the Premier League. I think that's probably fair to say. And I think that Unai Emery has, has always been a, a good coach. Uh, I just think he's more suited to certain teams than others. I don't think he was very well suited to Arsenal. And what I would say is that uh, I think that he's very much more suited to teams that are looking to try and push that top level, which Aston Villa have said that they're going to try and do for a long, long time. It is ironic. There's always been this narrative around Aston Villa that they've been a team that want to look to Arsenal and try to overtake Arsenal. And they've always seen Arsenal as a bit of a, um, a lion, not a lion, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a gazelle that's escaped from the pack at one point that they thought they could overtake. Certainly, we have become near leaders of that pack. We're leaders this season, at least. And uh, Aston Villa will be looking to try and overturn somebody else instead. Can Unai Emery do it? We'll have to wait and see. I think it's a great opportunity for him in the Premier League. Uh, yes, Charlie Patino. I don't know what I was doing with my PowerPoint then. <laughs> Charlie Patino is having a fantastic time on loan with Blackpool. Scored and assisted last weekend in the derby game against Preston. Uh, and has been liking some funny tweets. This isn't usually what I would include in the news stories, but I thought this was great and wholesome. Uh, Sam Curry on Twitter, at Samuel underscore P underscore Curry, um, said, Dear Arsenal, Charlie Patino is terrible at football, and it wouldn't be fair if we returned him to you, so it's probably best we look after him until we deem him good enough to return. I imagine that'll be around 14 years. Kind regards, all at Blackpool FC. <laughs> very, very satirical and funny. Uh, I appreciate that greatly. And I think that there's absolutely no chance that you're going to keep him, Sam. I'm sorry. Um, but Charlie liked the tweet, which I found amusing. He's been fantastic. And I can tell you that we'll be talking a lot more about Charlie Patino in our loan watch, which will be out today at 6pm. So join me and Ben from the Marseille View Live. We'll also have plenty of updates from people who are in the know around Blackpool and Rotherham for Norton Cuffey will also uh, be doing a deeper dive into Austin Trusty and how he's been getting on at Blackpool, uh, sorry, at Birmingham, which has been very, very good. 
Uh, we've also got updates on following Balogun, who scored his seventh goal of the Liga season. Nuno Tavares, of course, with, with Ben talking a lot about those two. Nicola Pepe featuring and an update on all of the appearances, goals, assists, clean sheets, etc., of Arsenal's loanies this season. The most comprehensive Arsenal loan watch on the platform. So please, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do turn those notifications on for your monthly updates as to how our loanies are getting on. Certainly worth subscribing for. It's a very, very good, I think, anyway, update and show into keeping you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal's loanies. Um, Premier League Christmas chaos. Uh, I am... A little bit frustrated by this. I'm going to be very, very honest about this. From it's it's selfish. I say it's selfish. Um, I will obviously, obviously, what I assume to be going to the Brighton game on New Year's Eve. Uh, it has been selected as one of the games that will be televised. The frustration about this game being on New Year's Eve is that it's at 5:30 p.m. So for those of you that live near and around London, it takes around two and a bit hours to get down to Brighton. So you will be getting home with about two hours or so left, most likely, of the New Year's Eve festivities. Uh, It's a frustration for Arsenal fans, but I think even more of a frustration for Arsenal fans is that the Boxing Day clash between Arsenal and West Ham at the Emirates has been moved to 8 o'clock in the evening, which is obviously a frustration because people travelling from outside of London, it's very difficult on, on Boxing Day to get, you know, lengthy transportation links. It could cost people the opportunity to go to the game. Uh, similar could be said again for the New Year's Eve game, trying to get back from Brighton. So a lot of people, I imagine, will start driving to that game. Uh, Arsenal will then play uh, Newcastle uh, in the Emirates on January 3rd at 8 o'clock again. So it was initially that we would have had to play Newcastle on the 2nd and playing... um, I think it was Brighton on New Year's Eve, which would have been just two days uh, and not even time for one training session. This does give us an extra day uh, before we play against Newcastle, which is much better. But there is a chaotic situation with travel and fans having to go to games. Really, um, really, yeah, really, really frustrating, to be honest. But we'll wait and see. Hopefully things can change. Hopefully things can, well, things won't change, but hopefully everything sorts itself out and people get down to the games and back in a timely and, uh, you know, hurried fashion so that they can see their families at really important times of the year. Uh, Ethan Nwanieri has been called up alongside uh, Miles Lewis-Skelly uh, to the England under-17s squads. Uh, they will play against Lithuania, Georgia and Israel uh, and with the under-17s championship qualifiers underway. It's a great opportunity for, once again, Ethan Nwanieri to show exactly what he's capable of. Uh, he's a player that has been on the bench within the 21s. He's been coming off the bench as well from the 21s. And you will all recognise him from, obviously, his substitute appearance in the Premier League against Brentford earlier this year, in which Mikel Arteta received mixed backlash for his decision to play the, at the time, 15-year-old and becoming the youngest player to ever put on a shirt in the Premier League. Uh, lots of pressure on this guy, lots of expectation, all brought about by that small appearance in the Premier League. But a call-up to the 20s, under-17, sorry, in, in the England setup. Great news for him. Great opportunity. Hopefully, he can do some good stuff there and make a name for himself even more. And Miles uh, Lewis Skelly, who you should also be certainly aware of and aware of what he's been doing in the midfield uh, for the Arsenal youth sides. Uh, and finally, 
Gabriel Jesus has come out to speak to the media. He spoke to the media after the game against uh, Southampton. He came out and promised about his goal record and addressed it. He says, I don't know. I really don't know if I can, uh, when he was asked about why he's not scoring. If I know, I can tell you. But the only thing I can do is keep trying, keep fighting, keep improving. Like I said, I'm here to score goals. I'm here to help the team with goals. I understand that. Of course, the goals are coming back soon. He was asked uh, actually what it was kind of like in the dressing room. He said everyone is a little bit upset because we know we could win the game and get the three points today. I think they play good, but we were better than them. We give them a lot of easy balls. And then, like I said, we don't score the goals with the chances we create. Now is the time. You know everyone is going to be talking about us, about our performance. I just want to say to the team to be calm. We are going to come back strong, play our football like we started the season, and everything is coming back. To normal, if you could will something into existence, Gabriel Jesus is certainly trying to do that. He missed some very high-profile chances, we know, against uh, Southampton. I would be, I wouldn't be necessarily surprised to see him play against PSV. It might be an opportunity for him to get uh, his scoring boots back on before we play Nottingham Forest the week. And I think we need to go relatively strong against PSV to try and secure that top spot, so that we've got a completely clear week ahead of Chelsea. We've got the game against Zurich, but if we if it's a dead rubber, you just play the kids. And I genuinely mean the kids. And then the likes of Rob Holding, Cedric, Vieira, uh, Nelson, Marquinhos and Ketia, along with some players like Matt Smith, for instance. I think that potentially you could bring Rule Waters into things as well. You know, there's options, I think, for Arsenal to use uh, a very, very, very second string side that effectively could even be a bit of a uh, I guess a, a bit of a practice run for the the Brighton game. I don't really want to see too many of our first team players playing in the Brighton game uh, either in the Carabao Cup. It's not a competition that I think this season should be anywhere near the top of our priorities at all. So I think we should be going fairly strong against PSV. Smash Forest. I mean, whatever happens against Zurich in that dead rubber doesn't matter. Just throw all the kids in for all I care about. Um, and then we go very, very strong against Chelsea and try and get a result at Stanford Bridge. I think that's the way that which we should do it. And then we've got another uh, a few days before we then play Wolves. So, yes, I think that's the way in which we need to do it. Uh, we'll have a preview show for you tomorrow at 6pm. So do make sure you're tuning in for the PSV preview show as well. I should say that he's, he's absolutely right about the players being upset. Myself and my colleague, uh, well, my contemporary, Simon Collins from the Evening Standard, sat uh, or stood in the mix zone after the game against Southampton and no Arsenal players uh, came to speak. Unfortunately, they were very down, upset, frustrated, understandably so. Frustrating for us because obviously it's good to get a few words with some of the players after the game, but uh, nothing. Uh, and, uh, you know, part of me does understand they're frustrated and uh, don't particularly want to do more interviews after Ben White and Jesus and Erdegaard had, I think, done others as well. So, yeah, it's a shame, but hopefully we can get them back in a good spirit and good mood and they'll be speaking after the game uh, on, well, the next one will be Chelsea uh, that I'll be going to because the Premier League home games will be covering from this very comfortable office here. So uh, lovely stuff. Anyway, that brings us to an end of uh, this section of the show. We're going to be moving to your questions in part two. I really want to try and get some more focus on and ultimately what we need to see uh, regarding, you know, I want to see some questions around because what I felt like started to happen is that we see the same questions asked every show. So if you tune in every morning, try and think back to the questions that have been asked in some of the previous shows and then we can tackle some really kind of hard-hitting different ones. In the I know that I'm being critical. I know that I'm asking a lot. <laughs> but if you could, that would be absolutely wonderful. But what would be great 
is also if you could remain safe and secure online. And you can do that with NordVPN. Uh, NordVPN have been very kind to sponsor us for the next uh, well, they sponsored us last week. They're sponsoring us this week. And uh, I mean, I've used them. I've used them to my great credit and benefit. I was able to use it whilst I was away uh, or halfway around the world in Mauritius, sipping a nice cocktail, of course. Uh, although there was plenty of glasses of wine as well, of which I can guarantee you there's no problem. We've given up. The alcohol has been given up now, not because I have a problem, despite some people in the chat box in the comment section trying to play out that that clearly is the case. It's not. It's not, I swear, but NordVPN has been great in helping me deal with my needs in terms of surfing the net, of keeping safe and secure online. I was able to change my geolocation over to the UK despite being in Mauritius and watch the Arsenal-Brentford game on my typical broadcasting app that otherwise wouldn't have been available. It also enabled me to watch absolutely no reality TV shows at all, wink, wink, that aren't available while abroad. Uh, it also enabled me to definitely not watch those um, as well, which was great because my other usual apps like All4, et cetera, weren't working. You know, as soon as I said the word All4, it definitely told everybody what kind of reality TV shows I'm watching. Um, but it was great for that. Um, but you can get a great deal, plenty of discount, four months free as well, which is mad. Uh, so go to nordvpn.com slash guna to find out all the latest information, all the details of this. And if you don't like it, you can also get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, who can say any fairer than that? Anyway, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, I set you guys the challenge in the chat box to come up with some inventive questions. Uh, so let's see uh, how we've responded. You know, you're always challenging me with questions. Why can't I challenge you to improve them? Let's go. Uh, Manu says, how likely is Arteta to genuinely see the Zurich game as a dead rubber? Personally, would love to see 11 new hungry players in that game, but Mikel seems to love his consistency. I think there's a great chance, personally, for him to see it as a dead rubber. I also think that he'll see it as an opportunity to use some of the young players that he otherwise hasn't given a chance to. I also think that he's felt a need to really force some players into the team at times, like Fabio Vieira, for instance. So I think Fabio Vieira will get an opportunity to use this game. Didn't get a pre-season. Uh, Cedric, who he wants to give minutes to, and Kettery can give another start to. Marquinhos, he can give more minutes to. So, yeah, I think there's opportunities certainly for Arsenal to use this game to their benefit. Um, I would love to see 11 players that obviously are in need of minutes. I don't really particularly want to see players that aren't ever having a future at Arsenal, potentially like Reese Nelson. I think for the short term, Cedric can be beneficial. That's why he's in there, the same as Holding. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to see Nelson. I think I'd rather see one of the youth players give an opportunity. Maybe Nwanyeri comes back in. Uh, maybe we give opportunities to Kyle and Edwards. Maybe Maldini Zakuri comes in in defence. I'd love to see some opportunities given to those players. I'm not sure if Lino Sosa can be involved. I think there was something wrong with or something going on behind the scenes that many wasn't registered. But I'd love to see some opportunities for players like that. Uh, Amario Koja Dubri is another one to keep an eye on as well. Uh, I think there's a great chance for some of those players. Joel Idaho, if he's available, and an option too. Um, Matt G says, do you think our current league position will have an impact on who we can attract in the January window? Yes, I do. Uh, I think that it will absolutely have an impact. Carl says, would you rather, uh, and that's a positive impact, by the way, would you rather we win the next five games guaranteed or win nine out of the next 10, but they're random? 
okay, that's interesting. What are our five next games? Or our next five? I don't know why I spoke like Yoda then. Uh, PSV, Forest, Zurich, Chelsea, Brighton. I mean, two of those are Premier League games. Three of them are cup games, unless you've asked the question about league games, guaranteed. Or I can win nine of the next 10. So that includes PSV, Forest, Zurich, Chelsea, Brighton, Wolves, West Ham, Brighton, Newcastle, Spurs. Well, I think absolutely I'd rather win nine of the next 10, to be honest. Even if it's a loss against Spurs, it means that you've beaten Chelsea. It means you've beaten Wolves. You've beaten Newcastle. So absolutely, Carl, nine of the next 10. Uh, Clive says, what are your thoughts on Jesper Lindstrom, the Frankfurt attacking midfielder who can play in a wider position as well? The first point is I think it's very interesting that we're still being linked with this type of player because obviously we have Erdegaard, Fabio Vieira and Emil Smith-Rowe will be returning in December for full training. It's interesting we're being linked there. I don't know how capable he is in terms of playing um, kind of the role that we need from a wide player that I want Arsenal to sign. I think he would be great as an option to be a supporting option to say Martin Erdegaard, but we already have Vieira there. And Smith-Rowe being available in the new year as well, I think, means that we've got cover. I personally, if we're going to invest money in a player of that kind of price tag, which apparently is going to be upwards of 25 million quid, I'd rather see us go for a wide player who offers you something in all three of the forward positions rather than an attacking midfielder that can also play in a wide area like Smith-Rowe. I I think it's a bit of a luxury option for us, Clive, if I'm honest. Um, But you might tell me I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, let's go to James Curry, uh, who could be a sibling of Sam Curry, who tweeted the question to uh, uh, Charlie Petito early on. Uh, of course, I, I reckon that's a, a, a big stretch. And he says, James uh, says, Gabriel Jesus contributes a massive work rate across the pitch. But does this sometimes leave him physically short for those killer moments in front of goal, like that run from the halfway line? I think the problem with that run from the halfway line was the two touches that he took along that pathway. I don't think that's tiredness. Um, I just think he made a mistake. And I think sometimes we don't use those words enough, especially with strikers. I think he just made a mistake with his two touches. They weren't good enough, especially the first one. It really kind of caught him uh, and it hit him in the wrong direction and he then needs to correct it himself. I think, I think I was listening to the vision in which, and I'm sorry, Clive, if it was you, but I'm pretty sure it was... I'm pretty sure it was Tim that was saying it, that he needed to commit with his left foot. I absolutely agree. If you hit it that direction, he needs to go with his left foot. And ultimately, his indecision cost him in that run. So I'm not sure he's physically sure. I think he's great. I think it was James Manicolas on the Cast Extra that was saying that maybe he's not 100%. I'm not sure if that's the case. I feel like as though he should be still completely match fit. Maybe he's tired. Um, it's difficult to really kind of get a grasp around that. Uh, Jabuz has definitely preferred this type of advert. Killed it, Tom. Congratulations. There we go. Much better than just the the uh, the clip that I played. Bulgarian Gunas says, do you feel confident that officiating will improve under the tenure of Howard Webb? No, that's <laughs> the answer. I'm not confident at all. Ben Farris says, would you make Milinkovic Savic in the next window? Not sure he's a priority, but he'd be tough to turn down if you could get him. Oh, absolutely. I think if you can get a midfielder of his level of, of power and, and ability, you're giving Granite Xhaka a competition as well. I think you're giving us lots of new options in, in that area, the left eight. I'm not sure that Jesper Lindstrom can play left eight the way that I want a player like Milinkovic Savic could play. I think he'd be a great investment for the team. Um, let's go to, uh, I mean, Nikolai says, great service, NordVPN. I use it all the time. There you go. Endorsement from Nikolai in the chat box. 
let's go to Cam, who says, do you agree all the Premier League refs should be lined up? And no, I don't think they should, Cam. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think that they should absolutely be held accountable for their actions. But as soon as you start going into violence, Cam, that's just wrong. Let's get our head screwed on a little bit more tightly. Uh, Ronald says, uh, going by Patino's play with Blackpool, where do you see him playing for Arsenal in the future? I think I see him in the Jacarol right now. I think that's where I kind of see him. I think that potentially he could play where Partey is. I think he's got the versatility too. I think he could play with Jacker. I think he could play with Partey. I think that versatility is going to be a benefit to Arsenal. I think he could spell the end for Sambi Lukonga. Now, I like Sambi Lukonga. I think when you've got a player like Patino coming through, one that's homegrown, two that's showing uh, a really good level, both forwards and backwards in midfield, if you're Samuel Lukonga and seeing that come through, I think you've got a reason to be worried. And that's good for Arsenal. You know, despite the fact I like Lukonga, I think that there's a reason why he should be worried. And that's good for us. So, yes. Uh, Dr. Bombay says, uh, do you think that we should be promoting under 21 players into the senior team against PSV? Because the players that came on against uh Southampton didn't look too inspiring I as I said I think that we need to go relatively strong against PSV wrap up that group top spot and move forwards to a dead rubber against Zurich that is what I would do uh Mohammed says hi Tom do you agree with me that Trossard is the type of Jota style you talked about I don't 100% agree because I'm not sure that Trossard is the type I would play as a center forward if we needed one However, I do think that for a free transfer, which I think he's available for in the summer, it would be a good option to say replace a Reese Nelson in the squad. A great upgrade on him, a brilliant upgrade on him, in fact, I think would offer us plenty. I would then question what that means for Emil Smith Rowe. I would personally prefer Arsenal go for a player who can play uh, more effectively a front, uh, across each of the three front positions. I don't think Trossard can do the centre forward role quite like Jota can for Liverpool. So I would target somebody else instead. Who that is, I would need to do a lot more research. though. Um, JDB says, Tom, let's kill the PSV game off. Granted, we'll be possibly fatigued for Forest, but that will give us the first 11 a full rest for the Chelsea game and no risking them against Zurich in case we draw. Absolutely. Uh, Comdine says, have you looked into Enzo Lafie? Uh, I think he would be a fantastic signing. I have looked a little bit into him. I can't say I've gone in depth for his time at Lorient at all, um, but uh, he's impressed uh, the likes of uh, Ben, who I know from the Marseille View, has been watching more French football than me, and other French football commentators. He's impressed them a lot. So it was a good shout, certainly. Uh, Clive, I'm sorry. It was it was Clive that said it about the left-footedness. I can only apologise. You you speak so many words of wisdom that I just can't quite keep up with all of them, and I gave Tim some credit for them. And to be fair, I thought Tim was great, and I, I agree with Elliot, mate. He's coming for you in terms of analysis. He's coming for you, mate. You've got to keep looking over your shoulder. Like Sambi Lukonga looking at Charlie Patino. Uh, <laughs> let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, good morning, David. Uh, about the refs, would it be such a crazy idea to have challenges introduced? Each manager would have an orange card. If failed, it cost them a substitution. I don't agree with the second part. Uh, I think they should do it like in tennis. I do agree with challenges. I think that's a really good option. Uh, I think that, say, a challenge system where a team gets two a game, one maybe is an introduction, but potentially going to two, I think three might be too many and be used in time-wasting scenarios. But I think that the options, it should be kind of bedded in. I like the idea. I think that in that Gabriel Jesus moment, you could converse with the manager and the player. Do you think it's worthy of a check? Do you think it's worthy of it being overturned? Can we check this? I think that certainly that's something that I would be not against, is my 
initial instinct on that. I wouldn't be against challenges in football and decisions at all. Uh, Clock Orange says, Rafael Liao uh, has only six months left on his contract. It was my understanding that AC Milan are in discussions over a new one. Who knows whether or not that's changing? Maybe it is. Maybe he will indeed run out his contract. I think we'd have to go up against the likes of Chelsea to get him. But yeah, I think that's a great... I think that's that's one of those options. Liao can play, has played at striker, did it at Lille. And I think that he plays mainly on the left-hand side for Milan now. Um, I think that would be a great potential option for Arsenal to look into. Really, really good option indeed. Uh, Clive says, I see Lindstrom as a wide right attacker, um, but we'll keep looking. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen him play left. I've seen him more play as kind of that advanced central midfield option for Frankfurt as well. Um, I know Kamada plays there a lot too, so they kind of interchange, I guess. I, I I just think I'd rather see someone who's more adept at playing across the front three than than Lindstrom, who's kind of closer to Smith Rowe. And that's why Liao, I think, would be a much better, but much more expensive, certainly if they extend his contract, option for Arsenal to go for. I think that'd be a great option for us to go for. I'm really excited if Arsenal, and I'm, I'm using more kind of words like when rather than if now, if Arsenal and when Arsenal make the Champions League for next season, I'm really excited about the calibre of player that really we could try and look to bring in in the following season. I think if you look at the summer that Tottenham had, for instance, and I don't like bringing up Tottenham, to be honest, but they brought in who? Richarlison, Basuma, Longley, um, anyone else? Perisic. Trying to think of it brought anyone else in on a permanent. Um, I think that might have even been it. Um, maybe some younger players that I was I've forgotten about. But that's not a Champions League window. Like that is a waste. Like if your Spurs and your Champions League kind of credentials are a bit up and down in terms of how often you're getting into the Champions League, what they did in that window, if I was a Spurs fan, Jed Spence is another one. Thank you, Adam. Um, I'd be fuming. I'd look at that window and I would be fuming. I wouldn't trade our window for theirs. Certainly would have traded Jesus for Richarlison. Yes, they added more players than we did. But I think that what we've done is certainly impressive without Champions League football. I'd be fuming if that was us. And we did that in our in a, in a Champions League window. You know, that's ridiculously poor from them. I think that they've added players. I mean, if you think about it, Jed Spence doesn't start for them. Basuma hasn't been starting for them. You know, he's only come into the team because they lost Kulisevsky. Uh, Perisic sometimes start for them but to be honest I'm a bigger fan of Sessegnon on that left hand side I don't like being a fan of Spurs players but I, I rate the guy I like him um, other than the shirt he wears uh, Longley I mean that's a poor signing I mean to be fair he's only got to get over Ben Davies in fairness but uh, on loan Longley who was awful at Barcelona really did fall away after he joined from Sevilla should have stayed with Sevilla for longer uh, potentially got a bigger move later on because he was all right there after coming in from, I want to say, it wasn't Bordeaux, it was somewhere, was it Rawls? Maybe somewhere like that. But um, yeah, they, their window was shocking. Richarlison doesn't start for them, even though they spent 60 million on him. And I know that's the kind of signing I've been talking about in terms of can start in all, all the attacking positions, but 60 million? 60 million. <laughs> that's mad for Richarlison. I'm sorry, but it is. So, yeah, uh, if I was them, I'd be fuming at what a waste of a window that was. I'm excited about what Arsenal could do uh, in a Champions League backed window. I really am. And I'm hoping that we can really take it to... Uh, I say we're taking it to the league this season, but I think next season with the reinforcement that's possible and a January window as well that I'm hoping to see some certain quality added to, 
that we can really take it to the league as well next year as well. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you're new. Do set your alarms for a little bit later on uh, this afternoon. 6 p.m., of course, was when we will be doing our lone watch. I'll be joined by Ben from the Marseille View to have a chat about Nuno Tavares and Balogun. We'll also be getting updates on the likes of Charlie Patino, Brooke Norton Cuffey, and hopefully uh, Austin Trusty as well. Plenty of other updates on all the other Arsenal players that have been out on loan, giving you their latest statistics. The most comprehensive Arsenal loan piece of content you can find on the platform. So looking forward to bringing you all of that at 6 p.m. this evening. Uh, look forward to that indeed. Have a fantastic day, people. I will see you again very, very soon. Go check out NordVPN. Uh, com slash guna you can make sure that you get all of your extra details there and the Bakaya Saka signed shirt as well uh, lots of exciting things going on in the world of Arsenal and a game to talk about on Thursday I'll see you live at 10am as well of course on the Arsenal way and I was live yesterday evening on the Arsenal lounge at 8pm as well so lots to talk about I'm waffling now which is obviously a sign that I need to wrap this one up so I'll see you soon have a great day and as always of the Arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.